But if you're new to Glad Tidings, our theme for this year that we felt the Lord lay on our heart is Isaiah 54 and 2, where the Lord says to his people, enlarge the place of your tent. Another word that is used, enlarge the place of your dwelling. I love that. He says, take your curtains of your habitations, let them be stretched out. And I love the phrase where God says, do not hold back. Don't you love that? When the Lord says, don't hold back, here's my promise for you. Now go for it and don't hold back. Don't doubt me. Don't, don't, don't. You know, be uh, content with anything less than what I've given to you. And he says, I want you to lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. We talked about how there's just a number of things we feel the Lord wants to talk to us about where he wants us to be on the stretch, other things that he wants us to really nail down. Uh, I just, uh, some time ago, just had this impression in my heart of just this, this big old circus tent, you know, and uh, wind came along and all of a sudden the sides started flapping, there were some areas that were okay, there were other areas that were loose and the wind took them, and they really kind of jeopardized the whole tent. I just felt the Lord saying, there's just certain things that I just really want to nail down, I want to get those cords in our lives stretched again, I want to get those stakes driven down, really want to be a habitation for the Lord in our lives and in our midst. Well, if you've been here through the spring, we uh, concluded our series last week that we called People of the Spirit, and uh, in that I hope that you uh, felt challenged, I hope you also felt encouraged. I had planned to cover a number of different areas under that uh, broader theme, but I really felt the Lord wanted us to stick with understanding uh, just the uniqueness that we all bring to the kingdom, just how unique we are as individuals, how we need to really break out of that comparison trap really recognize uh, the unique person that we are, the different gifts the Lord has given to us, the different opportunities that he's given to us, and what a privilege it really is for us just to walk faithfully with the Lord and be used by him. We mentioned that all ministry really is just simply us doing what Jesus tells us to do. That's all it is. It's not really that complicated, and being a ministering person is just someone who walks through the course of our day, and we just ask the Lord to help us to be sensitive to what he's doing. Because how many believe that the Holy Spirit lives within us? I know it sounds like a simple question, but you know, don't be ashamed. Raise your hand if you believe the Holy Spirit lives within you if you're a child of God. Well, you are. And if the Holy Spirit lives in you, does it not make sense that everywhere you go, he's looking for opportunities to minister? Do you believe that? He's looking for opportunities for the person of Jesus Christ to show his love and power through us in various ways, wherever he may take us, whoever he may be leading us across their path. But we have to remember just how unique we are. I was thinking just this past week, looking at the Gospels. We get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Have you ever stopped to think that God could have just told the story through one person? Just explain the life and ministry of Jesus. Just say, well, listen, now, uh, Matthew, you're the most eloquent. Why don't you take this responsibility? Then we'll just jump into the book of Acts and go on through the, uh, the rest of the New Testament. He didn't do that. He chose to share the same story through four different men. Four different people, four different perspectives, four different individuals who had a different kind of relationship with Jesus who saw and appreciated different things about his life and his ministry. And I really pray this year that we'll come to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to flow through you as an expression of Jesus that is unique to you. Our city, I really believe with all my heart, the city of Moncton, we really, it really needs your unique relationship with Jesus and the different ways that he shines through you, the different places that he wants to minister through your life. And my prayer reading this year is that the real you would really come forth. Everything that the Lord has placed within you, everything he sees you to be, that he's gifted you to be, that that would just begin to shine through, that we will completely be free 
from the fear of man, just free from religiousness, from any pretense, and we just simply enjoy understanding fully who we are in Christ, how incredibly we are loved, and how the Lord wants that love just to flow through us. I know we always say it, but it's true. There has never been anybody in the world like you. Do you believe that? My mother used to say, thank the Lord. She honestly did. She said, I'm just, I thank the Lord every day you weren't twins. She wanted me all to herself, I think is what she meant. But there will never be another one like you. And I really believe the Lord wants us to understand how unique we are and how he wants to shine through each of us. Well, this morning I'm doing something a little bit different. It is our last Sunday. Obviously, we get folks away. And, and uh, please be praying for our, our youth and uh, kids. Uh, they are down in Parsboro today, and they're ministering down there. Their service starts at 2 o'clock. So if you think of them, say a word of prayer for them. They were there yesterday as well, but they're ministering in the service today. So our hearts are with them. But uh, I thought I would take this uh, morning, which is uh, traditionally, of course, our last Sunday before summer break and, and uh, all the trailers and stuff. I know some folks are doing that this Sunday. But uh, I just wanted to share with you some direction for the fall. And as we uh, go through this summer, which is really only eight or nine weeks, so listen, just get away, get some rest, get refreshed. Our summer is kind of short, so uh, don't feel guilty for uh, getting refreshed. But as you do, as we shared last week, I really want to encourage you in your downtime to take some time for solitude, take some time for quiet, and just listen to the Holy Spirit. Because as we shared last week, the Holy Spirit would ask us to honestly evaluate where we are, who we are in Him, and where it is that He's leading us to in our next step in our walk with Him. Whether that's just in our intimacy with Him, whether that's in our ministry here in the church or outside of these walls, wherever it may be. Paul said in Romans 12, be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. So in other words, identify, accept, and act on what it is the Lord is laying on your heart to be and to do. Don't just kind of be general. Be specific. Say, Lord, where am I in my walk with you? What would you speak to me about? What would you do in my life? What are you leading me into? I want to be on the stretch. Paul talks about running the race, that idea of reaching forward, letting go, forgetting what's been in the past, and, and being on the stretch. So I want to ask you this morning to examine, even in your walk with Christ, where are you comfortable? Where are those areas where you've always kind of known what you know? but you really haven't known anything new. You know, where are those areas of your life where maybe you got a testimony from some day gone by, but do you have a fresh testimony today? Is there a life you're touching today? Is there a fresh expression of Jesus Christ through your life in this season? What does he want to show you? Where does he want to stretch you? What is he saying is the next step for you? He says that you need to measure yourself by the faith that God has given you. Whatever God is calling you to, whatever he's stirring in your heart, he has already given you the gift of faith to lay hold of that. Does that make sense? He's not going to stir something in your heart and not bring it to pass. He who has begun that good work, he will complete that good work. And so when we feel the stirring, it's not just kind of an optional thing. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we need to lay hold and say, Lord, you're stirring my heart, so you are calling me to that, to be that, to experience that, to understand that, whatever it may be. You're calling me to that, and so, Lord, now I'm in a new season, and I want to dedicate this season to stretching toward what it is you're calling me to. Because the Scripture says the Lord has given us all certain things that we do well. And so we need to challenge ourselves. We, we don't want to be coddled. Amen? We want to be challenged. I didn't get too many amens on that one. I said, oh, Pastor, I kind of like being coddling. That's why we have 
padded pews. But the reality is, whether it's in our professional life, in our spiritual life, we are always happiest. We are always most fulfilled when we are leveraging the skills and the gifts that we have in order to meet the next challenge, right? We don't want to just stay where we are. I mean, the job can get mundane if we don't have new challenges, new opportunities. Our walk with Christ is the same way. The Lord always has something new to bring us into when we've completed the previous task, and he wants you to apply the skills he's given us to move into the next challenge. And that begins with this honest evaluation, as Paul says, recognizing where I am and where I need to grow and how I need to train. Train accordingly. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9, everyone who competes in the games must go into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, would you read these words with me? I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Let me ask you this morning, an honest evaluation of yourself. Do you really feel like you're going somewhere in the Lord? Do you honestly feel you're going somewhere? If I was to ask you this morning, take a microphone and come down to the pew and ask you, what is the next step the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you about? Would you have an answer? Have you given a thought to that? Because you see, we generally look at our Christian life as, well, I'm going to heaven one day, or Jesus is coming back one day, but in the meantime, I'm just kind of hit and miss. I'm just, you know, I, I love the Lord, I want to honor the Lord, I want the Lord to use me, but I can't really nail down specific areas where I know from being in his word or being in a quiet place allowing him to speak to me and listening to him or writing it down, can I honestly say in this season, this is what the Lord is speaking to me about. This is what he wants me to add in my life. This is where he wants to grow me or how he wants to use me or how he wants to stretch me wherever it may be. He says, don't run like someone who's just running aimlessly. Do not fight like a boxer just beating the air. And I really believe that one of the main reasons in the Western church, at least, why so many believers seem to be hampered by either frustration or failure or even fruitlessness is because we try. But the Bible says, do or do not. There is no try. Amen? That's actually Yoda. Yeah, some of you Trekkies are Star, uh, Star Wars people. Like, hey, that sounds familiar. That's Empire Strikes Back. But it's pretty smart, though. Actually, it kind of came to my mind before the scripture did. But there is a scripture. Hebrews chapter 5. The Bible says there is very little achieved in our lives if we just try. As sincere as we may be, it's not about trying. Mature ministry flows from those who Hebrews 5.16 says, who are trained by constant practice. Say that with me. Trained by constant practice. You see, we get so frustrated as believers because we think sincerity is enough. We think trying is enough. No. You see, you can accomplish through training what you'll never accomplish through trying. You set yourself to train. How do you do that? You hear from the Holy Spirit or through His Word. You hear what the Lord is saying. Here's the season that you, in, you are in. An honest evaluation of yourself. Here's where you are. Own it. Now here's where I want to grow you. And here's the process for you to enter into to get from here to there so there actually comes some training. There actually comes some muscle, spiritually speaking, and you actually begin to exercise those things the Lord has gifted you to do. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians, God can do much, much more than anything we ask or imagine according to the power that what? 
is at work within us. Not according to the power that is just within us. You see, Jesus lives within all of us. We all have the same Jesus. We all have the same measure of the same Jesus within us. The question is, is he free to be at work in me? Am I consciously engaged in a relationship with him where he's working in me, he's shaping me, he's talking to me, he's forming me, he's freeing me, he's growing me? I really believe the way we set ourselves up for success is by deliberately entering into training with Jesus, whereby we learn to know him, we learn to hear his voice, we learn to live in the freedom for which he set us free and then minister that same freedom to others around us. This uh, fall, we are going to be presenting or offering three different tracks that we're going to encourage you to give thought and prayer about to saying, Lord, where am I in these tracks? Where do I need to be? We're not just going to offer a bunch of programs, just a, you know, kind of a smorgasbord for whatever your interest may be. Go ahead and sign up. There are particular tracks that we feel the Lord is saying, I want to move people in these veins. And we have different ministries available in different tracks in order for you to say, here's where I am, and I can see where I need to be or how I, where I need to be involved in order for this next phase in my walk with Christ to begin to be developed. So we have three tracks that we want to move you from where you are to the next step. And again, these are not just programs. They are opportunities for you to become a ministering person. How does that sound? We all want to minister the life of Christ. What does that mean? It means I just take Jesus who is in me and I administer him to whatever need may be around me. That's what it means to be a ministering person. Now those tracks uh, will be available to all the different age groups, children through to adults. And, but for this morning's purposes, we're going to be looking at the uh, tracks that relate to you and me here in the congregation uh, as adults, as older young people. And the three tracks are simply this. There's a growth track, there's a ministry track, and there's a resource track. I'm just going to break them down real quickly for you this morning. The growth track. A growth track is very simply intended to establish your faith in Christ in the basics, just to kind of get you established, get you on the right track. And one ministry that we use, and I'm sure many of you are, are familiar with it, is our ministry Alpha. How many have participated in Alpha, either as a participant, as a leader, a cook, it doesn't matter. You've been involved in Alpha in some way. Yeah, a whole lot of people. Um, we've had a lot of people um, who came to Christ. In fact, a few weeks ago, we had, what was it, 34, 35 people baptized. Many of them had also gone through our Alpha course. And so it's a wonderful seminar, which I'm sure most of you are familiar with. Uh, Pastor Susan has talked about it quite a bit. But it's just a series of interactive uh, sessions that explore the basics of Christianity. They talk about questions like, who is Jesus? Why did he die? Why and how do I pray? How does God guide us? Things like that. It's just meant to create conversation so that as people are exploring the faith, the Christian faith, they're able to do it in a safe environment. There's no such thing as a dumb question kind of thing. And they're able to have some of those basic questions uh, answered. Uh, we had a wonderful day here yesterday uh, celebrating the marriage union of Ron and Kim, who today are Mr. and Mrs. Arsenal. Why don't you stand together? Bless you. Thanks, guys. And uh, they have a wonderful story. And uh, a lot of it kind of goes around Alpha, the beginning of their journey. Uh, uh, Ron works with our, our dear friend Leon Baker, and so through conversation, uh, the long and short, they end up coming to Alpha, and uh, Kim actually came back to the Lord. She had a relationship with the Lord many years ago, and then Ron, for the first time, 
just over this past year, and it's just been wonderful to see the incredible change in their lives. In fact, when I was talking to them uh, just a few days ago, uh, Kim just said very simply, we're not the same people we used to be. And uh, she said, we're really looking forward. So much has changed in our lives, and we're looking forward to seeing even more change. And so that just kind of started this simple ministry called Alpha. So if you are new to the Christian faith, or maybe you're here this morning, not a believer, but you're interested in exploring the claims of Christ, Alpha is the perfect track to get involved, to get you moving in the right direction. There's no charge, there's no pressure, and of course, it's just a, an honest place to talk about, as they say, life's big questions. But also, if you are a mature believer, and maybe you find it difficult to share your faith with someone, or even to invite them to church, whatever it may be, Alpha is the perfect setting for you to invite that coworker, neighbor, friend, family member, whoever it may be, just to come and enjoy a lovely dinner, a time of fellowship, and a wonderful time of discussion. So our first, uh, our first uh, ministry here in our growth track is Alpha. That moves into the next one, which we call Next Steps. Uh, Next Steps uh, naturally follows Alpha. You don't have to go through Alpha to be involved in Next Steps. But Next Steps deals with a lot of topics that will help you shape uh, your character as a follower of Jesus Christ. And so again, uh, many who go through Alpha will go right into the next steps, but uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. It's open to everybody. In fact, you might even just enjoy a refresher as a Christian in some of the basic uh, uh, teachings of Scripture. For example, they talk about faith, uh, self-control, your thought life, overcoming temptation, establishing a meaningful prayer life, boundaries, uh, areas to do with financial stewardship, uh, water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit, a few of those topics and others. And so once again, if you're interested in learning more about that, you can be involved in Next Steps. And then a third one, which we introduced about a year and a half ago, is called The Forgotten Way. You know, so many Christians spend their entire lives wrestling with what it really means to be in Christ, what it really means to be a Christian. But you see, if you can get a revelation of who Jesus is, then you really begin to understand why you're here and what life is all about. A lot of Christians really don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. And if you don't know who Jesus is, you know what happens? You spend the majority of your Christian life just kind of guessing who you are, who you are in Christ, what it really means to be a follower of Christ, what it really means for the Holy Spirit to live within you. And so it's all about really getting that revelation of who you are in Jesus and to begin to understand that the real basic uh, tenet of faith, you might say, or faith itself, it's not so much just you live in a Christian lifestyle. Faith really is about you understanding how Jesus sees you, understanding how Jesus believes in you. And I don't mean in that sense that we can never make a mistake, but it's really having an understanding of the radical love that God has for you and me, really seeing the, yourself the way the Lord sees you and what he says about you. That's called the forgotten way, and it's called the way because it talks about a pathway that we walk. It's not a checklist of rules that we, that we follow. Uh, if you're familiar with, uh, familiar with Ted Decker, he is the, uh, the writer of this, of this uh, curriculum, you might say, this book. And some of the topics he covers is knowing the Father, being a child of the Father, seeing who you are, and being loved in the darkness. So those are just three uh, ministries this fall that deal with the growth track, Alpha, Next Steps, The Forgotten Way. And uh, all of these function primarily in a small group setting, sometimes a little bit larger. You might have 20 or 30 people. Sometimes you may have a half dozen people in a, in a living room. But they're all in a, in a small group setting for a limited period of time. But uh, in the fall, what we're going to be doing as well is we're going to be moving the entire congregation uh, through a growth track that we are simply calling Hearing God. Sound like an interesting topic? 
Hearing God. You're saying, Pastor, I don't even hear you. I just tuned you out. <laughs> Hearing God. I really believe that one of the most important questions for every one of us to come to terms with, not just to acknowledge, but in practice in our lives, the question is simply this. Does God still speak today? And more importantly, does God speak to me? I mean, we don't think about it sometimes, but that has incredible implications for what it really means to be a follower of Christ, to what it really means to walk with God or to walk in the Spirit. Jesus said, we know it well, he said, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I think it's safe to say that probably most Christians in North America live with the frustration of having a personal relationship with Jesus that doesn't feel very personal. Does that make sense? We talk about a personal relationship, but how do we have a personal relationship with somebody who we don't listen to? Somebody who we don't know how to hear. Someone we don't know how to walk with, to guide us, and oftentimes simply embrace what we call a Christian lifestyle. And yet the Bible is very clear that Christianity is a personal faith. That means that God wants to talk to you. God wants to interact with you on a regular basis. But we have to learn to listen. And so this fall, as a congregation, under a, a variety of teachings between September and up to about Christmas time, we're going to be introducing this Hearing God series, and we're going to learn together how to live a listening life. Ladies, wouldn't it be so much easier if your husband didn't just hear you but listen to you? Isn't there a big difference? Right? Yeah, I know you hear me, but you're not listening to me. Right? It kind of reminds me of a child, you know, a child is talking and the parents aren't listening and inevitably the child will crawl up in your lap and grab your face and talk to you in your face. And I really believe sometimes that the Holy Spirit has to do that for us. We hear him, we hear about him, all the stuff around there, but the Holy Spirit is saying, listen. That's what Jesus did in the second preaching circuit around Galilee. He stood up in the midst of the crowd and he said, listen. You've seen the miracles, the signs and the wonders, the crowds by the thousands are here. That's wonderful, but Listen. I have a message. I have something to say to you in these days. And I believe with all my heart, the Lord has the clear message for our city, for those we work with and live with who don't know the Lord. He has the clear message. But we can't give them a clear trumpet call if we don't hear it ourselves. We can't speak for the Lord if we're not hearing the Lord ourselves. We're going to talk about different ways, whether it has to do with uh, the Word of God in our lives, listening prayer, journaling, hearing God for yourself, hearing God for others. Uh, all of these are on our growth track, and we'll expand on these more in the middle of August and uh, moving into September. That's our growth track, which simply has to do with knowing Jesus. The second track is the ministry track, which has more to do with sharing Jesus, being more intentional with sharing the Lord. Uh, one ministry we're going to offer, which will help us in some ways in, in ministering the Holy Spirit and ministering the life of Christ, is called Cleansing Stream. Uh, the Bible says in Galatians 5, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Another translation says that we are to walk in the Spirit. We're familiar with that terminology. Cleansing Stream Seminar uh, believe, uh, helps believers understand what it means to walk in the Spirit. It helps you by the Holy Spirit's help and through the Word 
to identify areas in your life that maybe are slowing you down or maybe areas that have become footholds or strongholds in your life that the Lord wants to help you to break because they're holding you back from the calling of God that's been placed upon your life. And so we feel that's very, very important. How to, how to learn to hear the Holy Spirit, how to learn what it means to walk in the Holy Spirit. It's not a mystical thing. Amen. When you walk, what do you do? You have a destination in mind. You know the direction you're going. You take one step after the other, and it gets you there. Walking with God is the same way. But there are things sometimes in our life the Lord wants to identify. He wants to help us to get free from, so we're actually able to press toward the destination of what He wants to do in our lives. It really is some wonderful teaching. It comes out of uh, Pastor Jack Hayford's church. Some of you may be familiar with the Church on the Way in California. Very, very solid teaching. Some of the topics include knowing God the Father, walking in the Spirit, committing everything to God, speaking words of life, entering the cleansing stream, and pressing toward the goal. So that's one of the ministries we're going to be offering this fall called Cleansing Stream that relates to our ministry track. A second one, which we've talked about a bit these uh, past few weeks, is the Love Says Go Academy. I really believe, as followers of Jesus Christ, that we are living in the most exciting days in the history of the church. I really believe that. I believe that as I see what God is doing around the world, what God is trying to stir even in the Western church, and certainly for the days that are ahead of us, I really believe that. But I also believe that one of the greatest challenges in the church today, as difficult as it may be sometimes, I don't believe the greatest challenge is sharing our faith, sharing the gospel. I really believe in the Western church our greatest challenge is actually believing the gospel. Believing it. Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. And my question is, how many of us really believe that? You hear what I'm saying? I mean, it's one thing to, to say, Lord, I want to be a witness. You know, Lord, use me today. But do I really believe the gospel of Jesus Christ has the power to change and to heal lives? Am I really convinced of that? Am I absolutely sold out after that? That truth. That wherever I go, whatever the need may be, Jesus really is the answer. And he really has the power to break into lives with truth and with love and with healing. Whatever it is the need may be, Jesus can meet that need. So it's one thing to say, you know, I want to be a witness. It's another thing to actually believe that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Uh, love Says Go Academy, we talked about before. It's a 12-week online school of ministry that's led by our friend, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Chin, who was here a couple of months ago, and I love its mission. The mission of Love Says Go is to inspire the world toward the love and power of Jesus Christ. And that begins by simply rekindling in our heart the fire for a supernatural lifestyle of love. Love Says Go Academy provides very practical ways to make the supernatural a part of your everyday life. And if you're interested, we've had a, about a dozen or so registered so far. I know we have many more that express an interest, but uh, just a reminder that you're able to go on our website, just go under the Info Hub, Love Says Go, and you can register there. You have about one week left. If you want to register at the discounted price, about 70% off. Uh, if you want to take advantage of that, then uh, just go to the website under the Info Hub, and you can sign up. If uh, you're a couple, you can just sign up once for the two. You don't have to pay two separate fees, just one, and then uh, for the youth and so on. They have a different price as well. Let me just cross over for a second here uh, to our young people and to our children just to say that uh, they are moving with us and they have been moving with us uh, in the Hearing God growth track in the fall and also in our Love Says Go ministry track. 
Um, they are going to be moving in that with us, our children to some degree, and, and our young adults, and our, our youth rather, young adults as well. Um, we've already begun this journey with uh, our core church leaders, uh, talk about the Hearing God seminar or teaching that we're going to be bringing. We've been uh, bringing some of our core leaders through that in the church, and uh, many of our young people and children have been exposed to the principles of, uh, we've been talking about uh, listening, prayer, journaling, uh, stepping out to minister in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so the reason I mention that is because I think it's really important for us as parents and as adults to not just be sending our kids or our young people to their particular ministries. I really believe it's important for us to be walking with them in the things the Lord is showing them and doing in their lives. Does that make sense? So it's not just a matter of, oh, that's great to see our kids doing such and such or our young people doing such and such, but as parents, as adults, we need to stop and say, Lord, okay, Lord, where am I? Lord, where am I in these things that they're learning? How can I walk with them together through those things? I think most of us can remember if we're parents, uh, that, you know, the days we try to help our kids with their homework. You know, you kind of got to a certain level, and you were okay, you could fake it to a certain time, you know, until they brought in that crazy new math, which I still don't understand. The old math is still much better. Amen? If you know the math, <laughs> thank you. How come they're still doing it? But, uh, but you know, there's, there comes a time when it's almost like we have to pass it off to somebody else if they still need help. You need a tutor or somebody else, because we can only go so far. For me, it was like grade three. Uh, they lost me, and uh, from then on, I had to get help from somebody else. But let me just say this. It shouldn't be that way spiritually. It really shouldn't be that way spiritually for us as parents. I believe our pastoral staff and ministry leaders are here they're here to supplement what the Lord is doing in your children's lives, but they're not here to replace your ministry to your children. God has given you your children to invest in and to grow in the things of the Lord, in His Word, in the things of the Spirit. My calling as a parent, I believe, is first and foremost to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's my call as a parent, is to Jesus. It's to follow Jesus, as Isaiah 54 says, is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ that is ever-enlarging. That's expanding. That is my call as a Christian parent. Secondly, it's to walk before my children, my faith, to walk out my faith in a way that they can see that my faith is growing, that Jesus is real to me, that he still teaches me things, right? Does that make sense? Stay with me, right? Not just as parents, but as adults as well. We as adults in the congregation, it's not if we don't have kids we can stop growing. As adults, seniors, whatever age we may be, we need to be able to pour into the lives of our children and young people around us. We need them to see that our relationship with Christ, it's fresh. It's exciting. They ought to be able to look around when we're worshiping the Lord and not see us just kind of, yeah, I've been in the church 40 years, you know, I've seen it all, done it all. Well, if you have, you know, <laughs> it might be a good time to come to the Lord and say, Lord, would you show me something new? Would you do something new? They need to see, you know, they need to see that, hey, I guess I can serve the Lord until I'm 45, and I guess that's where it stops because I don't see much joy beyond that. I guess it's like a 40-year plan or something like that. They need to be able to look at the oldest in our congregation and during worship still see tears flow down their face. They need to see older men and women still in love with Jesus. Amen? They need to see, hey, this is for life. This gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. This doesn't get old. This is a relationship with a real person. It's not religion. This is real. And I'm into this. I want this because I see it in the lives of those who are older than me. Parents, I want to encourage you to let your children see you going after God. Going after God and the things of God that they are going after as well. I want to encourage you to let them hear about your success and your struggles. Let them see what a living faith looks like. Let your spiritual motto not be do what I say and not what I do. Your motto ought to be, you know what? 
As you see mom and dad go after Jesus, you go after Jesus. You understand that mom and dad don't have everything figured out, but we're still pressing. We're still striving. Jesus is still real to us. We want to pass on to you a living faith that we're working out ourselves. So those are a few of the growth tracks and the ministry tracks that are going to be available this fall. I wanted to give some thought to that. Once again, I just want to reiterate what we're talking about this morning is as we move through the summer, take the downtime, take the time of solitude that you need. But I want to encourage you, intentionally take time for the Holy Spirit to show you where you are and where you need to be. Whatever you do, don't just blow through the summer, forget the Lord, and then hop right back into a busy fall. You just won't have the spiritual tenacity, the strength to keep moving on. You'll get stuck in a rut. And that's what we don't want. We don't want to be stuck in a rut. We want to be moving on track, right? And there's a big difference. We want to be making progress. I was sharing with a, with a brother this morning. I'm, going to be, I'm really looking forward to vacation this year. I am so looking forward to vacation this year. But it's not to have a break from people. I love the people. That's not the issue. It's just the stuff, you know, the administration, all that kind of stuff that you do. It gets tiring. But what I'm so looking forward to is just time with no distractions, no pressure, where I can just sit and I can listen and I can go for a walk and I can journal and I can just allow the Holy Spirit to speak. In fact, I told the staff, I said, even though I'm back from vacation, I may just take days through the week and just hit the beach, work on my tan. <laughs> so if I come back all bronzed, you'll know I heard from God. But the point is this. What, my, what I've really been feeling the Lord stirring my heart in, and I want to encourage you to do the same, is to say, Lord, I really want this to be a summer of listening. I really want it to be a summer of just hearing very specifically from you things related to my life, my family, our ministry, the church, whatever it may be. Lord, I really want it to be a summer, as the old song says, where I walk with you and I talk with you and you tell me that I am your own. I just want that. I want, that, I want that to be established in my life. I was saying to the staff, there's two or three little things like that. I want that firmly established before I move into the fall. I want to move into the fall with those stakes driven in. Really want to draw them, draw them in. Really want to stretch those cords and say, okay, these are new boundaries. These are new places. And I also want to encourage you to honestly evaluate where you are and say, Lord, where do I need to be stretched? What's my, what's my concept of you, my understanding of you? In ministry, what are things that, that I'm stepping out and doing, but I'm, I'm comfortable with that? It's not really a big stretch. It's not really a great exercise of faith. It's just because of my personality, whatever the case may be. You know, I, I do it for the Lord, and, and it's nice to do it. But Lord, I want to be on the stretch. So what's something you'd lay on my heart that you'd say, you know what, you've never done this before. I want you to grow in this. I want you to try this. For example, it just comes to my mind, but I might be someone who says, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty easy going when it comes to my neighborhood. I have no problem talking to my neighbors or, you know, maybe invite them for, uh, over for a coffee or even, uh, you know, share my faith a little bit. Well, that's wonderful. Maybe the Lord would stretch you and say, you know what, this summer your goal is going to be talking to a complete stranger. And you might say, that terrifies me. But okay, Lord, that's my project this summer. Does that make sense? I mean, it could be a hundred things. But wherever it is where you feel, you know what, if I'm honest, the Lord is good, I live the Christian lifestyle, whatever, but I'm, I've kind of plateaued for a long time. I've got my own comfort zone in walking with the Lord. But Lord, would you give me a new assignment? Would you give me some area you say, let's do this. I want to stretch you in this way. Could be a hundred different things, but the important thing is being on the stretch. Well, let me just wrap up quick. I've got a couple minutes. I'm going to finish up with this. The resource track. Won't go into great... Um, 
a detail here. The resource track, very simply, along with the growth track and the ministry track, is just some uh, ministries we're going to be offering, teachings that just help you in different areas of life. We really believe that the Word of God is not a bunch of rules. It's, it's a book of truths. And the Lord speaks to every area of our life, relationships, finances, whatever it may be, marriage, whatever it may be. He speaks to those areas of our lives. He speaks truth. So in the resource track, we're looking at different areas of our life. We believe the Lord wants to come alongside and, and just bring us into more freedom. Uh, one of those is called, you may have heard of this before, uh, the Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. Really looking forward to launching this in the new year, actually, in January. Uh, Dave's kind of a Christian financial guru, and uh, he is just absolutely committed to the belief that you work too hard for your money to retire broke. He believes that. And he also believes to push the challenge, though, can you imagine, let me just say, can you imagine what could be done for the kingdom of God if God's people wrote a debt? Can you imagine? Just think about that. I don't mean just church offering. That's not that. Just imagine what God could do through you to touch lives around you if you really lived financially free as the Lord intends, if you lived open-handed, and at any time the Lord could say, take this and give it here. Take this, sow it there. Take this, give it there. Right? But you see, we live in a culture that's just full of people whose goal is to get you off God's financial plan for you. That's the, they don't, people don't consciously think of that, but you look at every ad today. I mean, I, I get those, you know, new truck magazines or car magazine, whatever it may be. You get those flyers. What is it? You don't pay by the month anymore. It's fantastic. You only pay by the week. I mean, I couldn't afford 500 bucks a month, but I could afford 125 bucks a week. That's nothing. <laughs> you see? But that's the culture we live in, right? Friends, that's not just salesmanship. That's the God of this world. That's the spirit of mammon that sees the people of God and what God can do through his people being released and living financially free. And he says, you got free money? Gobble, gobble, spend it on this. You got free time? Gobble, gobble, use it on this. You got this? You got this? Commit it all and there's nothing left over. All you've got is sincerity, right? Trying, but there's no training. The resources we're talking about are training us in ways where the Lord wants us to find maximum fulfillment. So financial, I don't have a slide for the next one, but uh, You and Me Forever is a Francis Chan uh, seminar for marriages, fantastic teaching, uh, marriage for eternity. Uh, right now, media is kind of like a Christian Netflix that we have available. We're going to do a relaunch in the fall, and uh, there are literally thousands of Christian teachings and videos that are there for you to use for your children. Again, for any topic, you and your wife can sit down and listen to some of the best speakers in the world, talk about marriage, finances, raising kids, whatever it may be whole bunch of good children's videos if you want them to see some wholesome television it's all there on right now media and we'll share that more as a resource next i'm going to finish with this if you have your newsletter if you could just take it go ahead take your newsletter and you'll open it up and you'll see a little insert there called serving up your gifts serving up your gifts do you realize that ministry happens at glad tidings by and large, because of what is called a dedicated minority. You realize that? There's a whole lot of ministries that we enjoy, but essentially, there's a lot of us who kind of come and go, essentially, as it suits us, and we are the beneficiaries of dedicated people. We enjoy and receive the ministry of people who understand that they have gifts and they minister those gifts before the Lord to bless the body as well. I think we have a pretty solid uh, pastoral team uh, that's dedicated to developing people, but I really want to ask you today, 
and through this summer to prayerfully decide where your gift makes room for you to serve. And I want to ask you to commit to that ministry. So if you look at that little insert you have in your newsletter, there's a list of opportunities there. I won't read through them. But I want to ask you to prayerfully decide where the Lord would have you to serve. And you can just check off one or two of those things, put your name on the bottom, and just leave it at the information center or in the offering plate some Sunday, and someone will be in touch with you. Um, you know, I, I found in, in 35 years of ministry, you always have people that kind of come and go because they're not being served enough. That's the bottom line, just, you know, what we want, what we need, just not here. But you know, you really only become part of the body when you begin to use your gift that connects you to the body and actually gives you something for the Holy Spirit to pour through you to someone else in this church family. And so that's one of the wonderful ways that you can really get plugged in and really feel like part of the church body, part of what God is doing in people's lives. Well, we've covered a lot of material. And the last slide here just shows you a number of the things we've been talking about. And just as a reminder of some of the things we're going to be looking at in the fall, uh, but it centers around our theme. Enlarge the place of your dwelling. Stretch out your curtains. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen your stakes. Do not hold back. I want to encourage us this morning to understand, friends, in our growth in the Lord, and all the things we've been talking about, it's not about perfection. It's not about being like somebody else. It's about movement, right? It's about progress. Taking the next step of what the Lord has for us. Honestly evaluating where we are and taking the next step. I, I really enjoyed Laura's testimony. You enjoy that this morning? Just before the message, wasn't that a wonderful testimony? <clears throat> kind of felt bad. Is Laura here this morning? I'm not going to get you to come up, Laura. Are you here? Probably. I heard her dad say yes. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. yeah, poor Laura. Laura used to be shy. And she may still be a little bit, but she used to be shy. And back when we did the video, we actually had the small screen. So we didn't get a chance to get it all done until later. So now she's on the big screen. But, you know, to me, it just, it just points so perfectly to this, just the bigness of what God has been doing in Laura's life. You know why? Simply because she's opened her heart, like she said on the video. I just want Jesus to be real to me. I love church. I love my family, raised in a great home, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I want Jesus to be real. And the Lord is so faithful to meet us if our heart is hungry for more, if we want to be stretched, if we want to grow, if we want the Lord to flow through us. In fact, we were at, at prayer meeting a few Wednesday nights ago, and uh, Laura was in my prayer group. There was like five of us, in this, or four of us in the circle, and she started leading out in prayer. And I had to open my eyes to make sure it was Laura. Because, I, I know I'm kind of putting her in the spot, but she's a different person now, so she doesn't mind but as, as, uh, as uh, Deborah said, you know, that was a terrifying thing to actually lead out in prayer. She wasn't just leading out in prayer. She was interceding. And I'm just sitting there saying, Lord, what a change you bring by the fullness of your Holy Spirit. But all it takes is an attitude that says, Lord, I'm just open. I'm just open to the new thing that you want to do. I want there to be movement in my life. We're all in a different place, but we're all on the same journey. And the same journey is to be a ministering person. What you'll see as you move through the fall, there's all different kinds of on-ramps, but the key is we want to move together. It's not a matter of one person more spiritual than the other. It's not that at all. It's just all these different on-ramps that help us to identify where we are, what's the next step, and what the Lord wants to grow in me. So together, collectively, we can do so much more of what the Lord wants to do through us. So again, I'm going to ask the musicians to come if you would.
The important thing is not growing in numbers. Uh, that's not what we're after here. We're not after breaking growth barriers and you know this to that. That's not the key issue. What we're after here is growing at our core. We're after growing a culture where each of us experience Jesus Christ and each of us come to a place where we are intentionally looking for opportunities to share him with others. That's really what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Experience the love of God and sharing him with others and just leave the rest with the Lord. I'm going to ask the musicians are coming as they play. Can you do something very simple? You take that insert and there's a pen in front of you or you might have one or you can borrow one or whatever you got to do. You can prick your finger, put a drop of blood, whatever you got to do to mark. Uh, but I would like you this morning just to take a moment as we close in the song, as the musicians are playing, would you just take a moment and bow your heart and say, Lord, where would you have me be a ministering person? Uh, one of the things that happens with growth is that we need more, more leaders, more leaders with our children, with our young people, more leaders in various areas of ministry. We've got new tech stuff here for those of you who are wired that way. There's all different kinds of ways that you can serve. You may not even be trained, but you have an interest. That's wonderful. If you've got an interest, we can get you trained. We can give you the opportunity, but it's a wonderful way to really get connected to the local body and to see God touch lives through you because that's really what we're after. I know we've gone a little bit longer here this morning. I apologize, but uh, can we just take a moment? Go ahead. Just take that insert out. Take a look at it because I know if I tell you to bring it back next week, I'm going to find it on the pew. Yeah, I know you. I've been here long enough, right? Or it's going to get lost somewhere. But I want you to just take a moment, will you? And if there is an area that you say, you know what, I'd be interested in checking that out. It doesn't even obligate you. But just I'd be interested in talking about that or checking that out. Would you just check those one or two things? Put your name on the bottom. And then when you leave this morning, you can just pass them to one of our greeters at the door and there'll be someone in touch with you. If you're interested in tech stuff, Pastor Kristen's starting training in a week or two because that's stuff we're going to nail down all through the summer. Uh, so that'll be important time-wise. But uh, Pastor Jenny can use you, Pastor Ben, uh, Pastor Susan and Karen connecting so many different areas, whether you can bake a simple meal or visit a hospital, everything in between. There's lots of opportunities to serve. We just bow your hearts and have a word of prayer together before we leave. Heavenly Father, I just thank you this morning just for what you were doing in the midst of your people. I thank you for so many stories of life change, of encountering the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are in our midst, O oh Lord. But Lord, I pray that we will not be the Dead Sea, not just enjoy you for ourselves and then leave because we felt encouraged, but, Lord, let us be conduits, channels, rivers, O oh God, through which your Holy Spirit flows. That, Lord, everything about us is about your life. Nothing stale, nothing old. Everything fresh, growing, stretching, new testimonies, new stories, new manifestations of your Spirit in our midst. And so, Lord, we just give ourselves to you. And I pray for these precious people here, everyone. I pray, Lord God, again, that this summer would not just be a summer of living for ourselves. Let it be a time, O oh Lord, of quieting our hearts, of honestly evaluating where we are, of honestly understanding the faith you have given us to serve you in the ways that you have gifted us and called us. Whatever age, whatever experience of life we may have, Lord, you meet us where we are and you use us. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name as we just linger for a moment, would you by your Holy Spirit just show us, just show us, Lord, where you want to grow us. Lord, show us where you would use us. This is a place of ministry, O oh Lord. We want to be ministering people. In your precious name.